Have you ever heard about the branding black hole? If not, in this episode, you will learn about it. Great marketing is a sequential step-by-step -step process. It, it, it's You go through the same process each step of the way, and you create your marketing through these stages, these steps. This is Parker Nash. In a sequential mm -hmm. order so that what you're creating is amplifying each piece you're creating. I see so many businesses that just want to... Um, create a product and then jump to just spending money on ads and stuff like that. But they mm -hmm. haven't focused on who's their ideal customer. What's the messaging? What are the key assets you need to have these pieces? Right. Mm -hmm. And so they, they make some of these massive mistakes. And again, that's really where uh, brands like Nike and these other billion dollar brands is they follow a process, a roadmap. Parker Nash is a brand messaging and marketing expert and an 11 year veteran of Nike where he grew lines of businesses to more than half a billion dollars in annual revenue. Half a billion dollars. So all you're going to get in today's episode is a pure gold value. If you want to learn more about me, go to issuesing.com, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H.com, issuesing.com. You can go there, learn more about me. If you want to know about startingtoknow.com, go to startingtoknow.com. Dot com. That's the evolution of this podcast. Go there, learn more about this episode and many business-related topics. If you want to get in touch with me, you can feel free to do so via my email, me at the rate .com, or you can get in touch via info at the rate starting to know.com. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Parker. Hi, Parker. Welcome to the show. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure to have you here. Why don't we first start with your company, Parker Nash Marketing, your company, your name. Can you please let us know, like, what do you do there? What kind of services do you provide? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Parker Nash, and I help mission-driven businesses, entrepreneurs, and startups attract more customers with clear messaging and marketing. And so really, that kind of comes down to two things I really do with, with, with customers and clients is one, help them find the right words to use to attract more customers. So in their marketing, their sales collateral, any point of contact with their customers. And then two is taking the guesswork out of marketing so they can grow their business. And that's where I, I see so many customers struggle with and clients and businesses is, you know, who do I go after? What do I say? What do I need to do in terms of putting my business out there to get people to pay attention, to cut through the noise and come to me. So that's, that's really where I help them out with in that. And before uh, I started my, my marketing firm here and helping clients out, I spent 11 years working at Nike. And in that process, I mean, it was an incredible experience mm -hmm. was getting that front row seat to see how one of the greatest companies in the world, brands, markets, creates product that, that you know attracts customers, but not even just customers. They turn them yeah. into diehard fans, right? And they actually, there's actually a term for for the people that love Nike products and in that world, it's, they call them sneakerheads because they're so obsessed with it, right? Yeah. And being able to be in that process and see firsthand how they went about that was just an incredible experience. And one of the things I realized was, you know, I think for a lot on the outside, a lot of companies or a lot of businesses or entrepreneurs may think, well, you know, Nikes are successful like that because they have unlimited resources and billion dollars and, and whatever they can they can mm -hmm. they can just throw money at a problem make it go away right but mm -hmm. i mean yes it's never a bad idea to have a, a billion dollars of resources mm -hmm. i sure would like to have that <laughs> myself i'm sure you would too yeah. but you know it's also a quick way to burn a lot of cash and waste a lot of money and but so what i really started to realize going through this process and working at nike was 
you know, they're successful not because of the billion dollars. That just helps. They're successful because brands like Nike or Google or Apple, all these billion dollar businesses, they've, they have a handful of processes and principles that they build their brand, their business, their marketing off of mm-hmm. that fortunately uh, any business can do. These aren't things that are restricted. Only people have the resources. Any and all businesses can and should do these things. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I started to realize, man, there's great businesses. There's great entrepreneurs. There's lots of startups out there with great products and services that aren't getting out there because they're not doing some of these key principles. And so a lot of the work I do now mm-hmm. revolves around taking some of those, that experience from, from working at Nike, what I learned there, and also from studying these other billion dollar brands, about how they go about this in helping uh, those mission-driven businesses apply and implement some of these, these key processes of messaging and marketing to their business so they can grow. Great, great. What a story. What a story. Um, as you said, Nike, or maybe like, I don't know, they invented that that phrase, uh, sneakerheads. I'm, I'm going to say like Nike has a cult following. So what do you think? Like, what are the key ingredients for a brand to establish a cult following? Like, what can be taken from that experience that you have learned? Yeah. And it's, it's a good question. There's I mean, we could talk about this for <laughs> next week until I <laughs> talk about this, right? There's so much we can take from that. Yeah. But there's a couple of things that are really, really important that I see businesses make these mistakes all the time. And the first one is great marketing is a sequential step-by-step process. It, it, it's You go through the same process each step of the way and you create your marketing through these stages, these steps in a sequential order so that what you're creating is amplifying each piece you're creating. I see so many businesses that just want to um, create a product and then jump to just spending money on ads and stuff like that. But they mm-hmm. haven't focused on who's their ideal customer. What's the messaging? What are the key assets you need to have? These pieces, right? Mm-hmm. And so they they make some of these massive mistakes. And again, that's really where uh, brands like Nike and these other billion dollar brands is they follow a process, a roadmap. And mm-hmm. if we boil that down, I have a roadmap I've created based on that, which is there's really kind of three stages that every business needs to have when it comes to their marketing. And I'm, we can jump into this and kind of talk through some of these stages. But, and this is exactly you know, to answer your question of what do we need? We need to follow these, these stages. So stage one of creating an effective roadmap for your business, marketing roadmap for your business is all about customer and message clarity. Who are your <laughs> ideal customers that you want to attract, that you can serve, that you can build your business around. And this is, you know, from step one, I see so many businesses believe in the fallacy of, Hey, we can, we can, we can sell products and services to anybody. Mm. Right. But I think, you know, we look at Nikes today and go, well, they do all this stuff. They do shoes, they do footwear, they do apparel. They're in all these different sports, all these different categories. But guess what? You know where Nike started with one shoe for one consumer track spike for track, like track and field, competitive track and field athletes. Mm-hmm. They got really, really specific about who they could help and who they could serve. Once they got a foothold in there, that's when they expanded out and started to add additional products, additional services, additional lines of businesses. But they started first with getting really, really clear on who their ideal customers were. So that's where, you know, mm-hmm. we really got to get specific about is where we got to start is who's our ideal customers. Mm-hmm. The next, once we do that, define that is we need to figure out how do we talk about our business in a way that gets customers 
to engage with our brand. I mean, it's such a noisy world now. There's so much stuff out there, right? Yeah. It's really hard to cut through. And this comes down to the words you use to get people's attention. And so many businesses struggle with this. Uh, what do I talk about? How do I talk about my business? How do I actually stand out? And there's a couple things that, you know, again, this is what Nikes of the world do and all these billion dollar brands do. And now all of us can do mm. is there's a couple things we want to make sure that we answer and actually communicate really, really effectively when the people come across our brand. This is a foundation to your business and your marketing. So it comes to messaging. First thing we want to make sure we have and identify clearly is, and this again, goes back to making sure you know your customers really well. But first, what is the one big outcome your customers want that you can provide from your product and service can provide for them? Not mm-hmm. the five things, the 10 things, the three things. What's the one big outcome we can provide our customers? And really what we want to answer is what's in it for me. When people come across us, they want to know, hey, what's in it? What's in it for me? Why, why should I care, right? Because that's what we come down to. We call your promise is what do you promise you're going to deliver to them? And you know, this is where, you know, I see so many businesses again, like they get in there like, hey, we can do this and that. And it's like, no, no, no. Your customers want one thing. We get remembered for one thing. Nike does a ton of things, but they get remembered for being a shoe, a footwear company, a shoe company, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what they get known for. But then that allows them to expand into other things. So what's the one big thing your customers want? We've got to answer that question really clearly. Two, after that, what is the problem that is keeping your customers from getting that one big thing that they want? So if you hit people first and clearly identify what is the one dream outcome that they have, you're going to pique their curiosity. But to get really to, to really get people to pay attention and to go, oh, tell me more, we have to talk about the problems that they have. Why can't they get that outcome? It's kind of, you know, talking about your problems is basically uh, instinctual. It's in our DNA, our brains, right? It's a bit of psychology of we're, we're, we're always on the lookout for things that could potentially harm us or hurt us, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why we always say in the Nike is always start with the problem. Start with the problem. If you want to talk and get people mm-hmm. to pay attention, start with the problem. So for your, our brands and businesses, we really need to be clear about the problem that we solve for customers. That's what's going to get them to pay attention. And if we aren't talking about the problem, they're going to be tuning us out. Mm-hmm. So one, let's talk about the outcome. Two, let's talk about the problem. But three, when you talk about the problem, it's not just enough to be appealing to, to the rational mind of, um, hey, we know you're dealing with this. If you know you have this problem, we actually have to get people to feel the pain the problem causes. We capture attention based on the rational brain, but we get people to buy and purchase more on feelings, right? Mm-hmm. We actually feel, get people to feel the pain that you're, that you solve, that they're currently dealing with. That's when you actually really get them to lean and go, oh gosh, I am dealing with that problem. I can't stand this anymore. Tell me more. So messaging, get really clear on what do they want, what the problem is that they have, why they can't get it. And three, what does that make them, how does that make them feel? And after that, we have to really be able to paint a clear picture of two things. One, what does life look like after they buy from us? So what's a glorious outcome? What, what's what's life look like after they buy our products and services? And, and this really gets to the fact that if people can't picture what they're going to get, what life looks like, they're not going to purchase, right? Confused customers don't purchase. So we got to paint a picture and make them feel and see and picture what's it going to be like How's my life going to change? How's my life going to be better after buying this product or service? And conversely, 
We also need to paint a picture of what life's going to look like if they don't buy, if they don't purchase. Because this, what we're really doing here is overcoming status quo bias. You know, we may think that the competitors that we're going up against are our greatest competitors and reasons why someone else, that people are, our customers aren't buying from us. But oftentimes it's actually our biggest competitors, the status quo bias, mean the the inaction of, ah, I can just deal with this pain. I'm okay. I don't have to deal with this, right? Mm-hmm. Or I can just continue to deal with this. So we can't get people to actually picture what life's going to look like negatively. What are the consequences of inaction? They won't change. They won't act, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what it comes down to in terms of creating some clear messaging. And so if one, in, in, in customer message clarity, get really, really focused on who you can attract, who you want to attract, who you can help. And two, figure out how do you? How can you communicate? How you help them uh, succeed based on answering some of those questions? So, what do they want? Why can't they get it? How does that make them feel? And then paint a picture of what life looks like. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, those are some of the key pieces that we gotta have to make sure we're we're creating effective marketing. Without that, you know, that's where so many people they haven't done the focus of who do we want to attract, what do we want to say. Because of that, they just waste a ton of time on marketing. That doesn't work. I think so. I wanted to ask you, like, uh, what do you believe are the main reasons like some brands disappear from the market? I think so. What you have just explained automatically answers that question. Maybe they're not having the clarity in the message. They don't know who they are targeting, right. things like that, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, issue they they a couple of reasons why we why, why brands disappear. Mm-hmm. One is not being specific on who you help, who you serve, right? I mean, and this is this is kind of gets to a, I guess, more of like a scarcity mindset people may have, which is um, there's an old, there's a saying to the effect of the friend to everyone is a friend to no one. Mm. Meaning, if people don't understand who you help and see themselves in uh, in your brand, in your marketing, and clearly state that, hey, these are the people that we can help, they're again, it's confusion. They're not going to move forward, right? Mm-hmm. So. We got that's where so many brands suffer from that, which is they haven't put a flag in the ground, put a stake in the ground saying, these are the people that we can serve and we can help. And because mm-hmm. of that, when you come across their business, their marketing, whatever assets they have, it just seems general and vague. And you're not sure, is this for me? If anybody's ever going, is this for me? I, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. That's that's problem number one of why, why brands disappear, mm-hmm. right? And again, uh, you know, it may it may feel for some businesses or, or leaders or owners or entrepreneurs, they may be like, "Gosh, I don't know. I feel like I'm excluding people." But think back on this: Nike started with one one consumer, mm-hmm. and they killed it with that one consumer. And after only after then, they expanded out after that uh, beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. So we True. we need to do the same thing uh, for our business. So yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. customer figuring out who your ideal customers are. But then two, what what do they actually want? What inspires them to move forward? Why do they buy? And that's where your messaging comes in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the, what's their big outcome, what their problems are, and what they're trying to achieve? How can you, how can you communicate that uh, effectively to them? And that's where you go back to those five questions we kind of talked about a little, little bit earlier. Is, your, is, is lack of clarity in their messaging is another reason why, uh, why customer or uh, why brands disappear. What do you think? Are there any like key indicators that a brand it, it can tell a brand that your brand is on the brink of disappearing? Like sales, 
sales like because people are not converting that might be the reason or Absolutely. that can I mean, be a key a, indicator that's, that's a yeah i mean that's a <clears throat> a key one obviously is is your pipeline full are people coming to you but i would say even more so than that you know like maybe you're chugging along a little bit mm -hmm. and you're scraping by but here's some other things of you know this is actually a really good test you can run on a, a key asset that we have to have that can actually run, can tell you an idea of, hey, how well is my brand here or, or is it on the brink of disappearing? Mm -hmm. So think about this, about your websites. I'll, I'll relate it back to your websites here and answer mm -hmm. your question. But, um, you know, there's research shows there's about, we have about five or eight to eight seconds or so to grab people's attention when they come to our website for the first time. Mm-hmm. So it's really, people make decisions in a few seconds if they're interested or not. So for your listeners, I want you to look at your website right now and look at that above the fold section. Above the fold section is that top landing section you first see when you come across your website. Mm -hmm. And there's three questions that you, you want to make sure you're able to answer in five seconds or less. One, what do you do? Two, who's it for? And three, what is the one big outcome you get from buying your products or services? Mm -hmm. If you can't answer those three questions in five seconds or less by looking at your website and it's confusing, you're not sure it's unclear, then I would be concerned about your brand maybe on the brink of disappearing because that's the whole thing. If you can't answer those things really quickly, that means people are confused. They're unsure. They're unclear and confused customers don't buy. They're going to go to that competitor that's doing a better job of explaining who they help and how they help and what they get from working with them, right? True, true. So if we, you got to make sure you got to be able to answer those three questions really clear. Mm -hmm. And Parker, like if the brand has already, I would say, kind of lost the foothold now, they want to regain it and because they are in that black hole, branding yep. black hole. Like they now they know they made the mistakes. They want to get back. Right. Are there any ways or can can this be possible or can this be made possible? Things like that. Can can we do something there? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to <laughs> say, but let's say there's so many factors of Yeah, I know, I know. If we could. But let's say let's say let's say this the, the company or brand you're talking about is salvageable, right? Yeah. And, and I see this a lot. And um I actually had a client I helped out with this. I have an accelerator program where for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs and and, and, and business leaders we take them through a building out a, a marketing roadmap through that, that three-stage process that I alluded to a little bit earlier. And he's in a good example of this because he, this guy is great at what he does. He, but he, and he's been in business for a while. So he's not like a, a newbie in terms of this stuff, mm -hmm. but he was experiencing something that I feel like a lot of businesses experience, which is drift away from core customer core services and your core, what your business is really great at solving. Right. Mm -hmm. So he had gotten away from what he was great at and what he loved to do and who he can really help out. And so when I came across his website, I'm like, man, I know, I know this guy, I know what he did, but even now I'm getting kind of confused because I, because, because over time, because he was good at what he was doing, clients asked him, Hey, can you also help with this? And can you also help with this? And so he ended up getting this messaging and that he was, doing everything for everyone, right? Which mm -hmm. that translates to nothing for nobody. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what we did 
is we went back through getting really, really sharp, clear, and targeted on the on his marketing and going through this three-stage process. So one was that customer message clarity. We we analyzed looking, we did a deep dive into where was his business coming from? Who are his best customers? Um, who referred customers, the most customers to him? That can mm-hmm. give you some ideas of, hey, these are the types of people that love me. Is They're sending people my way. So we really did a deep dive into, hey, where's your business? Where's it coming from? Which gave him some good insights on, oh, these are some people I really love to work with. They're profitable and they like me too. For him specifically, that ended up being real estate agents. Mm-hmm. From there, so we got really, we got really, specific real estate agents and even more specific five-figure real estate agents, meaning people that are, they're going in business, they got something going in the real estate business, but they haven't cracked the code on how to get to six figures mm. and come super successful, right? And then get an even higher uh, uh, advancement from there too. And so those people are actively looking for ways to grow their business. How can I get past six figures? How can I get on a path to seven figures, right? Mm. So those are what we got him really specific and targeted on. Then based on that, we, we dialed in his services and we created a messaging around that. So he's a video coach, a video marketing coach for real estate agents. So mm-hmm. he, he again, he was at the point where I didn't even understand that he was doing video coaching, video marketing. And I didn't know who it was for. And by getting specific on looking back at, hey, who is the best clients? Who loves him the most? Who does he love to work with the most? He was able to craft really specific messaging that got it all clear, sharp, and, and focused and relevant for those people, those mm-hmm. real estate agents that were coming across them. And mm-hmm. so after that, customer message clarity, stage two then was then making sure we're using all that foundational elements to create a website that explains that, a lead magnet, and an email mm-hmm. sequence that onboards and nurtures customers. And then last but not least was then building out his key attraction system. I mean, this is another reason why I feel like brands disappear issue is Hmm. they believe in the myth that if I build it, they will come. If I build the best product, the best service, the coolest logo or the coolest brand or the coolest website, people will just instinctively know about it and want to come to my business. Right. Hmm. Well, they, if you build it, they will not come. You have to give people a reason to come to your business. And Hmm. that's where building out an attraction system is really important for, for doing that. So Mm-hmm. For 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 anybody that's listening to this, that's where I come down to the three B's of business of attraction system, which is build, borrow, buy. Build means what's the content you're putting out there that helps educate, nurture, inform customers and clients about the problems you solve and how you help. Mm-hmm. It's great to have that. It takes a while and it takes consistent content, yeah. but it's great to have because it positions you as an expert in your field. Most people want to jump to buy, which is I want to pay for Facebook advertising and, and Google ads and this kind of stuff, which is good, but only good if you've gone through the sequential process and know this stuff works. Otherwise, you could just burn a bunch of cash super fast. But what a lot of businesses overlook is borrow, meaning borrowing the audience of, of uh, there's other brands and business out there and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs that have uh, that that are serving your ideal customers with non-competitive product services. So how can you partner and collaborate with them? Mm-hmm. There's so many, like this is actually something that Nike does all the time that really doesn't get as much attention as how much they spend on a brand campaign is 
they are masters at partnering and collaborating. I mean, for example, for 20 years, they've been partnering with Apple because they know, hey, we have an incredible following of customers that love our Nike products. Apple has the same, you know, a huge list yeah. of customers that love their products. But a lot of those product, those customers, you know, haven't bought Nike or maybe haven't hadn't bought Apple. So they come together and the most recent iteration of their partnership is the Nike Apple Watch. So they're co-marketing, they're cross-pollinating, and they're getting access to a whole list of customers and clients that love this brand that just said, Hey, you should, you should buy the, you should trust this brand over here too. Mm-hmm. And so again, another great way that taking it back to um, this client I had was mm-hmm. we set up a really strong partnership collaboration strategy for, for him to get in front of those ideal customers that he wants to attract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like a great strategy. I've, come across a tool, I would say a long time ago, I forgot the name of that tool. So basically that tool, with that tool, you can exchange your audience. So if you have a newsletter with $20,000 or 20,000 subscribers, I have 40,000, I can exchange if we want. (laughs) And it was all legitimate legal process. Like everything was legal. I was I was yeah. shocked and amazed. Like, I mean, and it's such a, there's so many different ways to do partnerships and yeah. collaborations, right? Like, you know, issue, this is what we have a little bit right now. It's like a little mini partnership. You have mm. a podcast, you want, um, you want to put some stuff, some great information out there to the world so people can know about you and, and you want to provide them with value. I like to do the same thing. So we found, Hey, we're serving some, some overlap of similar audiences here. Mm. What's a way we can come together? A podcast mm. is a podcast guessing is a great, way uh being able to do the email newsletter swap great idea too yeah. uh, there's so many different ways we can do this like if you have a product you can do a co-branded product yeah. with other brands right like nike does so there's just so many ways we can do these things um to do this because i mean i think we've all known this whether it's us buying from somebody or or being referred to somebody a referral is as good as money for, for folks. And if you're looking for a service and you ask a friend that you trust, hey, who has this? Or do you know anybody that can do this for me? And they give you somebody. Mm-hmm. That is a, I mean, that's, that's a, that referral is as good as money. And so partnership and collaborations, in effect, do the same thing. True, 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 true. I, I 100% agree there. And we touched on a little bit on on like consumer side, um, like first, we need to fine tune our messaging. Our clarity needs to be there. What about consumer preference? Because their behaviors are also not not static. Like it changes. It changes with time. It changes with different yeah, exposures. Totally. Like, how, like I'm always curious about this. How to keep on evolving? How do you think a brand can adapt to those shifts? Like, I'm always, always, always curious about this. I just want to. This is a favorite topic of mine because I'm a human. Six months ago, it, there was no chat GPD kind of thing. Now there's chat right. GPD. Everyone is talking about it. Uh, Everybody's talking about it, yeah. Uh, so like now the brands or people are now trying to use that particular product, like how we can make use of it. Preferences are changing because before chat GPD, there were other AI-based tools uh, who were helping in writing content, mm-hmm. but now it's chat GPD. So preference got changed. So I'm always curious, like, how how do you think a brand can adapt to those kind of shifts? Because sometimes yeah. these are planned, sometimes these are random, sometimes it's natural right. progression of time. No, I mean it's it's a it's a great question. I mean, sometimes I see this quite a bit too. You know, these these 
these myths or fallacies or beliefs people have about marketing and branding and messaging, all this kind of yeah. stuff is, Hey, I'm going to do this exercise this one time. I'm going to create a, a messaging this one time. I'm going to create a marketing system this one time and I'll set it and forget it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that stuff, you don't just set it and forget it. It, it, it. Things are constantly changing. And this is what the Nikes of the world do all the time. It's it's it, they're reviewing this stuff monthly, quarterly. Like, hey, what's going on in our customers' lives? What are they struggling with? What are they concerned about? Uh, what are they dealing with this time of year that they weren't six months ago? Like you were just saying, what's hmm. happened since? So that's where, you know, you it's it's great to get these things set up, but ideally, um, you know, you don't have to do overhauls of these things every quarter or every year, but maybe it's more adaptations, re- refinements of these items of, you know, in addition to chat GBT, uh, mm-hmm. people, you know, it's kind of been looming at this time right now is what, how, what, what's the economy going to be doing? So if you aren't talking about your product and services, if you're still talking about how your products and services are going to help people absolutely, you know, scale and go crazy and the world is great. But they're concerned about, gosh, am I going to have to close my doors this year? You may sound a little bit tone deaf, mm. right? So now you need to apply to, it's not change your messaging. Maybe you need to be more about, hey, without this, you may not be here next year, right? So it's how do you adapt these things to keep what's staying, what, what's, what, what's relevant to your consumers mm-hmm. and customers? Mm-hmm. So basically constantly reviewing maybe monthly weekly mm-hmm. quarterly set up a timeline so you would have to yeah. review that look at your stats data what happened absolutely people yeah. are basically getting your message or not like they're understanding it's going to be as you mentioned it's going to be kind of can be seen in sales and other areas right. as well so yeah i, I got your point any yeah. final thought uh, Parker and I, I can keep on talking for hours with you. <laughs> I really, this is, my, this is my favorite topic. So any final thoughts that you would like to share with the founder or the, on the, on the entrepreneur who is listening to this episode right now? Yeah. Listen, if, if, you know, if you want to stand out and grow your business and really, you know, make some strides, the biggest thing I'll say is this is kind of the, the, the golden nugget to marketing, which is clarity attracts confusion repels. So be really specific on who you serve the in clarifying how you can help your customers out. That is the foundation to great marketing and then build that step-by-step process. What are those key assets you need to have to engage your customers? And what is the system you're going to put out in there to get people to come to your brand? People will not come to you. They don't care about your business. They only care about how you help. So how are you letting them know about how you can help them succeed in their, in their businesses relates to your products and service. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great message. Where can we learn more about you and your business if someone wants to get in touch? Absolutely. You go to my website, parkertnash.com. Find me on LinkedIn. Uh, type in Parker Nash. I don't think there's too many Parker Nashes out there. So I think you should be pretty easy to find me there. Connect with me on LinkedIn. And then, you know, we talked about the, the, the marketing roadmap, the, yeah. the three-stage process. I have a resource for any of your listeners if they want to get some really specific details on how to create an effective website, how to create an effective marketing system. You can go to parkertnash.com slash boost. It's called the three-part business boost is where you can we can get the access to that. And that'll be a transform your marketing and grow your business. Parkertnash.com slash boost. Thank you so much. I'm going to be the first one uh, giving you to try. <laughs> 
Love it. Uh, th thank you, Parker, for giving your time. This was really fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.